0: Yannick Lofeng, I'm the founder and CEO of Cassie Insight. Cassie is an award-winning market research and advisory company focusing on the African market. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Yannick. Thank you for having me.
1: Um, Paris, uh, 2017, Africa Tech Conference. You're loving the vibe. I am absolutely loving the vibe. I mean, the people here are
0: amazing. It's incredible what... Africans from the diaspora and uh, the continent are doing and it's great to have this opportunity to meet and share our story our challenges but also our successes Uh, and you know it's 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 tremendous energy and uh, you can only be hopeful about the continent
1: what's the key insight you can point to that um, surfaced in the time you've spent here so far and or um, who's someone you're really excited to meet and and interact with or do business with in fact I think the key insight is that when, when I talk to entrepreneurs and,
0: and from the continent, it's almost like there's this giant call. Uh, everybody all of a sudden sees or is on a mission. There's a sense of purpose that you know, we have to do something. It's our time. It's, it's our story. It's our way. Uh, and you've got people that are doing uh, this in various different areas, media, Uh, you know, data, consumer, uh, e-commerce, and that are actually now acting and trying and learning. So, I mean, it's that sense that there's this big coalition with a purpose to make things happen on the continent. And it's really exciting. Uh, And this is people on the continent and outside of the continent. So to have this fusion uh, here in Paris is, is just amazing.
1: I don't immediately think tech when I think market research or maybe I do in some respects in terms of tools maybe to 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 execute on market research yes sure but I don't think of it as an inherently tech rich field or is it what's trending in your scene
0: I think market research you know essentially is is basically understanding gathering data to understand the market that's what market research is and if you ask anybody in the room they will tell you that if there's one place where data and research is not available is in africa
1: so i think what we what we are seeing now is the sorry I, I'm, I'm gonna hold you there like when you say isn't available what kind of data what kind of research just so, just to flesh that out a bit Exactly. so if, if you look at data that's currently on the
0: continent you're mostly looking at gdp numbers so macro data gdp fdi and all that stuff and even if you look at the quality of that data there's a famous book by a, a, a professor uh, morton who wrote um, why, uh, why, how we are misled by African statistics? Where he basically challenged even GDP estimate by the IMF, the World Bank, uh, based on the reliability of the data collection that they have. So even the data that we have today on the continent may not be reliable. So now, when you look at macro data, whether it's you know consumer insight, consumer confidence, uh, data from the bottom up, really, again, it's pretty much you know non-existent. Now, you know, thanks to the, you know, um, um, internet, you know, mobile penetration and whatnot, we're seeing now companies and solutions that are coming and trying to fill that gap. And it's important when you do market research to basically be be able to collect data. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, that field... It's, 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 it's in a very exciting place now because we're starting to see you know, players and solutions coming out and actually a proven soli- solutions that are showing results. And at the same time, what it creates is that for entrepreneurs and businesses is the realization that it is important to understand the African consumer because the African consumer is not the European consumer. It's not the U.S. consumer. And until we simplify Africa, we, we're going to fail. And we've seen this with solutions that are african airborne, like M-PESA, who didn't make it in South Africa, or like Nestle, who basically overestimated the size of the middle class because they, they 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 were overestim or they were overlooking the uh, the bottom numbers. So it is critical today to really get to the bottom up uh, and, and understand Africa because it's 54 countries and it's. Very, very, very different dynamics um, 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 when you look at East, West, French Africa, English Africa.
1: Give me a sense of who, who your clients might be and what your output for them within the context of uh, supplying them market research. Give me a sense of what that's like.
0: Yeah. So, you know, a simple example, we did a we did a project for a Ghanaian entrepreneurs who was basically looking to start up an e-commerce website focusing on uh, men. In, 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 in Ghana, and he was looking for a specific market, young, active, dynamic man, uh, trendy, uh, and basically came to us and said, okay, you know what, I have this business idea. This is what my market is going to be. Um, so I'm, I'm preparing a pitch, uh, a business plan, uh, and I need to t- some data. And then we said, okay, what, what, what is your market? He said, well, the e-commerce market in Africa is estimated to be a $50 billion market based on McKinsey estimate if I take Ghana and I take the GDP and the population size, and then I do a modeling, I'm getting into, you know, a $1 billion market for Ghana. Because I'm looking at a specific niche market, I think I'm looking at $100 million in market. And I was okay, fine. So we took, uh, you know, we did a study w- f- for him, designed a survey, deployed a survey, looked at a sample of 1,000 respondents, and within two weeks, we came up with a, with a report that where we looked at the customer journey for his product on his website. And what we found out at the end was that on the report, at the end, we basically estimated his market to be 10 times less than what he had in mind. And the reason being, when you open up an e-commerce website, like I always say, e-commerce is not a tech play, it's a logistic play. And when you look at the customer journey to the purchase, you're gonna see that if you start with 100 users that are potentially your client, you're going to end up with 38 that actually have a smartphone where you can push your apps. You're going to have another uh, 24, basically, that, can, uh, that made a purchase. Yeah, and as you go down the, <laughs> the purchase journey, you realize that your sample is shrinking and shrinking. So your real market is usually overestimated when you don't have enough information and you don't have enough reliable data that is specific to your need. Again, you could have gone and, and, and looked at a random uh, research uh, online and, and whatnot. It's not as specific as looking or targeting data that is specific to your project, specific to your market. So these are the type of customers that we have. Obviously, we also work with market research companies that leverage our data collection capability, where they basically say, you know, we need to target uh, 500 users in, in Kenya, and, you know, we want them to have, you know, this um, age group and and whatnot, and then we basically provide them with a recruitment tool so that they can they can get these customers. So these are the type of customers that we are, that we have.
1: And what's the most suspect uh, stat that's commonly peddled? At, I mean, you do the conference circuit quite a bit. I mean, you're invited to speak, you you attend quite a few, and I'm sure you hear over and over and over certain things said. You know, in describing. Uh, the the opportunities, the addressable market, uh, of various markets uh, or business opportunities. Yeah, what's the most suspect? Um, perhaps one you've even researched and debunked, or uh, perhaps one you keep hearing and just think, mm, based on my experience or what I've, I've done before, this just doesn't feel right.
0: I mean, uh, you know, I I'll go back to the e-commerce because everybody's big on e-commerce in Africa, and and you know you look at the numbers, and then you know fifty billion dollars—it's huge. Or you look at the B2B or the, the C2C estimate, the consumer you know, market. I think what Kinsey is saying it's between 1.3 and
1: the latest one is $5.6 trillion. now. And so what are they not taking into account in your, in your thinking? I,
0: you know, I think it's very difficult to understand even how they come up with these numbers. Because let's take the e-commerce one. You know, when you look at a $50 billion market, and then the estimate that Nigeria, for example, it's the biggest, um, uh, one of the biggest economies, it's $12 billion. US dollar. And then you think about mobile penetration, you think about internet penetration, you think about payments. When you think about all the different challenges that you have or you face today in Africa, to be able to make an e-commerce purchase, there is no way you can have a $12 billion market in Nigeria. I'm, I mean, again, I'm saying this based on, you know, maybe smaller research, but I'm saying this based on smaller samples that are representative of who your client is going to be, not, you know, a top-down number that are representative of some modeling and assumptions. Uh, uh, but these are real people that are actually going to use. Even if you just take, you know, because everything, the, e- the digital economy in Africa is based on the premises that, mobile is going to change everything. But when you look at the mobile experience, it's not a perfect experience. If, if you take a mobile user, between power issues, between data cost, between you know being the inability to basically download apps, between all these different challenges, the mobile experience is not a perfect experience. So just by saying we have 70% penetration in on a continent, it does not by any means means that If I push an e-commerce app, I'm going to get 70% of the people that are using my app. Or if I push any app by any means, I'm going to do it. The people like Facebook or Twitter or who have been successful in Africa have used different strategy and people have to realize that when you buy a phone, a mobile phone in Africa, it comes with with Facebook. Right? Because they know 12%, less than 12% of the people actually download app. Downloading frequently, less than 7%. So, they knew that going in. And then they said, we're going to partner with, with telcos so that when we sell phone, we're going to have they're going to have our apps included in the phone. And that's where you, know, you can get people to, uh, to basically um, um, uh, get, get on your app and, and use your app. Uh, uh, so that's you know, what I think about you know, the continent and, and those estimates. So to me, high level, your market is most likely overestimated.
1: Why do you think we 're not applying ourselves and i and I include myself in, in this as as a commentator in this scene. Um, I very rarely apply the same rigor to uh, interrogating statistics or you know big numbers you know the, the same rigor i 'd apply to say questioning yeah. intent and motive and impact and all that kind of stuff to to numbers and What do you attribute this to everyone 's using this data to make these these decisions so why aren't we applying ourselves to making sure we're getting good, hearty data? I think first,
0: because there's always been this concept that it's non-existent on the continent because our economies are informal. Um, we don't have structure, infrastructures. Uh, and it's true. It's been very difficult to collect information on the continent for those reasons.
1: Um, So Wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, surely not, though. I mean, I I live in South Africa, I'm Zimbabwean, and I've had a fair exposure to the most inconvenient settings in terms of what, you know, what uh, a a data gatherer might have to encounter in sort of extracting data. I've also been exposed to, quite frankly, the, the most ideal, you know... Environment in the market data, market research field. I'm trying to understand so, w- w- what's the difficulty here because, I mean, a lot of those things are non-issues at yeah. this point, I feel. So, Am I wrong? Well, I think you have to realize, okay, what is the state of, of, of research today or how
0: do people do research? So if you go to Africa, the way people do research, basically, it's, it's mostly face-to-face where you, know, you get people on the street, they ask questions, and then they fill paper, and then they go back, they do data entry and all that stuff. So that whole process takes a lot of time. It's prone to error, and it's prone to fraud. So basically, you have, uh, that has been the, the way people will, uh, and, and, and definitely not affordable for a small entrepreneur or small-sized uh, businesses, because it would take a lot of time and a lot of money to basically complete it. So what has happened is with the internet and whatnot, I think now we're seeing solutions that allow you to basically get that information, that insight faster and cheaper. So now you get uh, people that may have said in the past that, you know what? I'm gonna take a risk and I'm gonna ask, you know, my friends, my family, you know, if if they think it's a good idea, then it's probably a good idea. Or oh, I'm not, because I'm in Africa. Like I had I saw these so we did a paper on how to build mobile apps that are relevant to the African consumer. And the reason why we did that paper was because there was an article in Nairobi by, Nairobi that by a, a, a mobile app developer in Nairobi. He was basically complaining that he built an app and nobody from, Ghana, from Kenya was downloading the app. He's like, I'm sitting here in Nairobi and I think I know people or I think I know what they want. But here I am. I have, I have this app and nobody's using it. In fact, my my few downloads are coming from Asia and Europe. So what is going on? Right? So that tells you that you know, it doesn't have you we we in the past had a tendency to assume that because we are in the market, we understand the market. So we don't need necessarily to have that information. But I think as as people get into businesses and 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 they get into bigger businesses, scalable businesses, they will realize how important uh, data is because going into a Kenyan market is different than going into a, a Ghanaian or a Cameroonian market. And now that, you know, is, and, and part of it is our job now to tell people that, yes, it is available. Yes, you can have it in two weeks. Yes, you can have insight where you can make decisions. And yes, it's going to save you money in the long run because the other piece is I always get, you know, entrepreneurs saying to me, well, you know what, I'm just going to question people on Facebook or social media and then that should be enough. So, Market research, the the process of market research uh, includes, you know, asking questions. Asking questions is not as easy as just showing up and asking questions. There's a lot of work that goes into asking the proper question to get the insight that you need. So that has value because at the end, the decisions that you make are going to be critical. So i give you one example where, you know, a a guy from Tanzania wanted to build a mobile app. Uh, for um, um, his platform and we did research for him and basically told him all you need is a, the equivalent of a 1-800 number or an SMS code and then he said well no I, I, I think I need an app he said no you don't need an app and then we said here we are we are saving you $15,000 and we are telling you this way which is the cheaper way is actually the best way for you to get your customer quicker by the time you're done building your app, somebody who's using that this route would have at least 100 customers by the time you, you, you're you finishing your app and, and actually trying to push it. So these are the things that market research will, will tell you Or these entrepreneurs that are discovering new opportunities by getting the data. So a guy says, I want to sell you know, potatoes and, and, and banana, but when you design your survey for him, you say, well, if you want to sell these items, you need to add this, 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 this. And then you realize that Actually, a lot of the people are actually eating one item or shopping for one item that they didn't think about. So all of a sudden, your inventory and all that stuff is becoming totally different. And that's the other thing about you know, uh, market research is that you're not just using market research to confirm an idea. You're also using market research to discover opportunities, right? gaps in the market. Uh, and sometimes that would, you, that would lead you to another business, which is fine. Because at the end of the day, you want to deliver value. You don't want to prove yourself that you're right. What you want to do is you want to build a business that delivers value for people.
1: I've been that entrepreneur. I just wanted to be right.
0: <laughs> I mean, and again, it's the same for me, even being in a market research field where you want to be right at market research is important. But again, you have to adapt. Even for us, we have to adapt to you know, the type of customers and the type of uh, uh, needs that they have uh, and basically stay or, or try to be focused uh, into what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. So what do you make of the the tech plays we're starting to see in the market research field? Um, South Africa's got Delve.io. I know there are many others, but uh, top of mind is Delve in South Africa and perhaps M-Surveys, yeah, M-surveys. In, uh, in Kenya. So um, d- d- do you see these as disruptors to your, to your your to your business or are these tools that enhance... Your value proposition in some way.
0: I think I think they are, you know, part of the ecosystem. I think the market is big enough for these players. To be honest, uh, one of the diff- one of the difference between, let's say, them and us is that we are an integrated market research firm. So we basically have a data collection piece, uh, analysis, analysis, and then reporting and insight. And uh, M-, M-, M survey, for example, they focus on data collection. That's 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 uh, doing it on mobile. Um, so. What what we want to be really is is really be uh, a consumer insight engine, from 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 end to end, where where we basically uh, uh, have a, a data collection, uh, an analysis, and, and insight.
1: QWPP coming to buy you? Well, I think in the
0: long term future,
1: maybe. So an exit is is something you might be open to as well.
0: I think. For us now, the mission is really, you know, what I'm really excited about is now we have the ability to level the playing field. I think data is going to be a key factor in leveling the playing field for local entrepreneurs. My dream is to help local African or diaspora entrepreneurs build regional champions. You know, when I work with an entrepreneur from, from the continent, I always tell him, I want you to think about your idea, not only as a home idea, I'm going back home to build something. I want you to think about it as an African idea. You're going to go back and you're going to start home, but you're not going to finish home. And today you have data and insight that would allow you to navigate these markets with information where now you can mitigate your risk, you can better target your customers, you can better address your product, and you can basically turn into a giant uh, a player in the market, because for me, I think one of the things that you know we're seeing on the continent is that we, because there's the, the opportunity and the demographic growth and all that stuff, we have all these you know uh, multinationals coming into the continent. But really, who should be part of the African story? Who should be the first beneficiary of the African rise? It's it's the African like we have to be the first beneficiary so i think our vision really beside exit is really to be here in five years and saying we are working with these companies that are founded managed even financed by africans and that are now going into east africa west africa and all that stuff and we are providing them with like i say, fortune 500 insight advice that's what we want to do we, we, we my partners and I always says, when you get research from us, we want you to feel like you got you get the latest iPhone. That's exactly, or we want you to feel like you're now sitting in a giant board, like a Fortune 500 guy who now is going to have this information. And that's going to be competitive advantage. That's going to be key for him to navigate and go to this market and that market. That's our dream. And, and you know, if, It implies an exit at some point uh maybe but i think we are in for africa um we think we can grow with africa we think there's tremendous market in africa um and and you know but we'll see we'll see what the future holds
1: to one day look back on perhaps a unicorn of the future and point back to insights that you delivered to to help get them there I suppose that's, that's a feeling that might be hard to beat. And I hope, you, I hope you more than one or two or three times get to feel that. Yes, absolutely. And, and to me, it's, it's, um, it's the nirvana beyond
0: the being having a successful business and whatnot. And, you know, these are usually not the most um, lucrative clients that we have, but they're the most exciting clients to work with. You know, working with diaspora entrepreneurs and and, and, and these guys because
1: and what's your footprint in terms of the um, in terms of your business in so terms of your business? So so we are so we are based
0: in, um, in in Toronto, Canada. We have an office in Nairobi, and then we are we covering um, uh, Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Ivory Coast, Cameroon, and Tanzania. So basically, the way we work is is all our data analysis and insight reporting is done in Canada. And then data collections and all that stuff we 're focusing on on the continent uh, and um, and so that 's basically how we uh, we work now we stopped our expansion for now, but then the idea is that uh, you know we want to hit twenty twenty countries uh, pretty quickly uh, and really cover you know most of the ground um, and what we're also doing is we 're building on top of our data collection capability we 're building data products. Uh, so we launched uh, a consumer confidence index uh, last June, which is the first monthly consumer confidence index in Africa, where you get a, you can track confidence now, uh, on the continent. Because uh, what what we one of the core, you know, uh, when it comes to consumer insight, is what we call the 360 view, where we have one box, one pillar is is confidence, the other pillar is consumptions, the third one is health, and then the last one is finance everything starts with confidence when people are confident in in the economy and everything they spend and when they spend you know um so we track consumers you know consumptions in different tech, fashion and we also track health because you know if you want to grow your you need a healthy you know population so we have an index that's tracking health and wellness and then obviously finance which is another great area where you know fintech will come into play but you know, the way we look at, uh, like I was saying in, in, in my workshop, you know, fintech is disrupting banking in the West. But fintech in Africa is creating banking. So when you think about fintech in Africa as creating banking, your value proposition is different. What you're selling is financial freedom. You know, selling, uh, and, and you have to think about it that way. When you think about it that way, your ecosystem becomes huge. Now, because you have cash management, you have wealth management, you have literacy, financial literacy. You have all these, so it goes beyond payments and transfer and you know everything that everybody focuses on. When you know, really, you're creating a new ecosystem, and then it's really financial freedom and all that comes comes with it. So these are the four pillars, really, uh, that give us a, a 360 on, on on consumer
1: And you mentioned that you you sort of decided to. Halt your, your growth plans for now? Like, what goes into a decision like that? So,
0: I think it was a couple of things. One thing was expense, because um, it's, it's, it's expensive to, 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 to expand. The second thing was that we needed to allocate more time to marketing and kind of and, and, and acquisition. Because now we feel that we have the main ones, you know, which are the two big ones, and then East Africa, West Africa, two French countries. So, we cover the basis, and we feel that now we, we will grow based on demand. So if you have a client who says, you know, we want to go to Senegal, uh, we can turn around. We can we can set it up in a month and a month and a half. Um, but it has to make it economic sense for us because one of the with us is once we start collecting, we don't stop. We do constant collecting, right? Because we produce, again, indexes that basically track. Um, and so it has to make economic sense for us to uh to to do that. So for now we said okay with what we have the footprint we have I think it's enough to cover a lot of the demand most of the demand you know on the continent.
1: And also I mean you've got nothing to prove at this point where where for those people who value or who have size of footprint as a as a sort of calling card or a center as or as, or as a signal as to your competency or your yeah, yeah, yeah. your ability to deliver you can you 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 kind of, you've, you've, you've kind yeah, of done absolutely. that and
0: that's why you know we spend a lot of time working on that uh, process and making sure we can scale it and making sure we can so we can test it No, we didn't test it just in one country we tested in 6 7 countries so now we're pretty comfortable in our ability to expand and ability to deliver again because we do it constantly uh, and and our ability to uh, to manage um, to manage our clients. So now let's say we want to focus uh eighty percent of our time on you know marketing, customer acquisitions, getting business and, and, and shipping stuff.
1: Thank you so much for chatting with me. That's been a very insightful uh a few minutes and um all the best with your business. Uh absolute pleasure meeting you here at AfroBytes Tech Conference twenty seventeen. Thank
0: you so much for having me and uh, congrats again on your on your podcast and your uh, and your enterprise Uh, it's a movement and it's a coalition we must connect keep that energy and and drive drive our continent ahead and get it done man get it done get it done please yeah man All right, take it easy thanks